Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 61. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Galil Springer. This week's episode focuses on the cost of staff turnover and ways to keep that rate at its lowest. To discuss this, joining us on the show today is UK-based CEO of HG Medspa, Saad Aslam. As always, we top off the show with our upcoming Forest Academy webinars. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salons, business and marketing needs. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Killian. How are you doing this morning? I am good now. Well, it's morning for you. It's afternoon for us again. <laughs> Fair, yes. I'm, I'm going to get used to this eventually. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, an interesting topic this week because it's something that we haven't really covered ourselves on the blog or anything, have we? No, not really, actually. Uh, we've we've covered a lot of like client retention and, and things like that, but staff retention, not so much. I was just reading about that online and Actually, the UK average employee turnover rate is kind of around 15% a year, but obviously this varies depending on the industry. There's loads of different reasons for people to, to leave work and, and things like that. So it'll be, I think it'll be very interesting to have a, a take on, on that particular topic within the salon and spa industry. Yeah, and when we were talking about these topics this week, um, we, I was actually chatting to Ronan, our CEO, and he put us on to Saad because Saad is the CEO of his own four branches or four clinics based in North London and Hertfordshire. And we thought, well, if he's got four clinics, surely he knows a thing or two about um, staff retention when he's got, <laughs> well, you've got 70 people here working for you. So welcome to the show, Saad. Hi, thank you for having me. Ah, more than welcome. Pleasure. So yeah, Saad, just for our audience here, do you want to give a bit of an introduction to yourself there? Uh, yeah, my name is Saad Aslam. I am the uh, owner, operator, you know, CEO for HC Medspa. We have four clinics uh, based in the north of London and Hertfordshire. Uh, we specialize in your day-to-day -day beauty, but then we also offer the more high-end non-surgical aesthetics, which is approximately now 70% of our business, which is something that we've um, transitioned into. Uh, we employ um, throughout the clinics and our head office uh, team, yeah, between 70 and 80 at the moment uh, growing. Um, so yeah, obviously staff retention, employee retention is, is something that we focus heavily on. So yeah, it's a very, uh, it's an interesting topic and, and one that can be, uh, that can really make or break a business. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, at the same time, turnover rates are kind of, they, they, they'll always be there. It's, it's impossible to think that they'll never, ever exist anymore. And um, so the real question is, I suppose, is kind of how do you adapt to those rates and like, excuse the pun, but turn things around, I suppose. Um, I think that staff turnover is, is as you rightly said, is, is, is always going to be up there. Um, I, 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 we do do our best to minimize this as much as possible. I think that employers, companies could do a lot more to retain the staff that they have. Um, ultimately, if you have a top therapist, uh, you know, who's greatly valuable to your business, it's in your interest to keep her on board as long as possible, but not only to keep her, but to to make sure that every year she's re-motivated and fresh and sort of um, almost reinventing herself as well as your brand is reinventing themselves. So, so that, in, you know, increases the chance of success for her and your business. Obviously, clients also don't really want to keep seeing a new therapist as well, which can have a massive effect on business. So our first priority is always to look at the team that we have. How do we ensure that they're happy today and they have a, a, a plan for tomorrow? Um, that, and that is a huge priority. We invest a lot of money in training and education and progressive planning into our employees so that they have a future here. You know, at HC Medspa, 
we've got employees in some of our clinics that have been here for now 15 years. I mean, literally 15 years, um, 10 years, eight years. So we're really proud to, to, you know, to, to be able to boast those numbers that we've managed to, you know, um, give futures and, and actual careers to these people. When they started here, they were, you know, working part-time, maybe grew to full-time. Now they're homeowners and we've managed to put certain plans in place to, to make them achieve that. And likewise, they've been excellent for our business. So I think it's very much a partnership. However, as you've rightly said, um, turnover is not going to go away. There are going to be, there are, there is going to be a high percentage of turnover. So what do you do when that happens? And the best thing is, is that, you know, as a business, we know who we are and um, we don't change that. It doesn't matter who the employee is. HC Med Spa stands for luxury, stands for high standards, quality of treatment and experience. And as long as you know, we, maintain, we maintain that and every employee that comes in that walks through the door is given the same four to 12 week training plan. If we employ someone who's got 10 years experience or if we employ someone who's got three years experience or one year's experience, they all go through our vigorous training. So the end outcome and, and by the time they get to that client, you know, the standard should always be high. So you're saying you have staff there for 15 years and uh, after obviously growing it up to 70 staff, has this always been something that's important to you from the very start or has it been kind of like a trial and error to discover what does make your staff members stay around? Um, I think trial and error, definitely. By no means are we perfect. But at the end of the day, we, we, we realize that, you know, our product is our staff. You know, we, you, you know and no company can be successful based on on one person you know you know you need your people around you and they're very valuable we we did see that quite early on and and we also understood the the value of the relationship between the client and the therapist it's priceless it's very intimate it's very personal the last thing you want to do is 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 have that changing over and over again um you know like i said you know we can't you know we can't force people to work work here when 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 it's their time to say so we want to move on or want to change in career we see what we can do but at the end of the day um we then fall back like i said to our training program and to make sure that everything's excellent for the client but but yeah yeah so what what would be kind of like the ideal staff turnover rate in your opinion at least in, in for your business and how do you determine what's healthy and what's not healthy um, look, if you're changing staff, you know, every two, three months, which I know some places, you know, that that does happen in the industry. I think that's a problem. I think that as an employer, you're doing something wrong. I think also the clients will see that the clients that you're trying working so hard to get, they'll see that straight away. And, um, you know, um, it, so, so if you're, it, you know, I, I would say um, a good amount of time is, is, you know, two years on average, I think, you know, is a good amount of time really where you've you've someone's come and worked for you they've spent two years and and maybe then they find that it's time to move on but i think a minimum of sort of 18 months to two years is is, is a good show so you're obviously you're saying that you're you're you have a rigorous rigorous training plan do you believe it's all about the training plan or your recruitment process is a lot of that put down to how you hire and who you hire what what style do you have kind of like your culture fit that people often talk about Yes, I mean every every brand has its culture, um, has you know has its values. HC Medspot is a luxury brand. It's a very ambitious brand. We want to grow. We want to get bigger, um, and at the same time, we we don't compromise. You know, we we offer a certain standard, certain quality. So we know 
when when people are interviewed you know we have a really in-depth uh, interview process and and we can find out by people's when we're interviewing them you know what are their plans how successful do they want to be or is this just something that you know it's it's we can feel is 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 a stepping stone or something like that they're probably not right for us but if someone walks through the door who's obviously highly qualified and also has you know has dreams has targets has goals ambition you know um you know that that's what we're looking for that's the potential that we're looking for and then we put a lot of development into them um that that hopefully makes the perfect package all around so you're saying that like obviously to have to have to go to, to, the skills necessary but is it more for you kind of like that their own personal development looking for somewhere that they can grow so you'd kind of build onto that with them or do you like just kind of taking in the package and then hoping they fit your training plan no i think you can tell i think you have a sense as well we've been doing this long enough i think that there, we do have a sense so yes it doesn't matter how good the training plan is and 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 all of that you know we do go with our gut instinct here we do have a sense of who we feel will fit you know it's not for everyone there's no right or wrong but if you want to be sort of the way we look at it if you want to work for hc med spa you do need to be ambitious um you do need to want to want better you do need to have the ability where you're not compromising and you really are aiming high so um i think we have a sense and that has value as well but obviously yeah we do have the protocols and systems in place also to support of course and i and i'm assuming that it wouldn't you wouldn't just 100% rely on uh, the training program i'm assuming that you possibly have some sort of incentives and, and things that people can kind of look forward to coming into a new year yeah um i mean at the end of the day it uh, yes we very much work and i think everyone should work on a very much almost a partnership uh, basis where the you know our our therapists that come in we're very transparent with how well they're doing you know often i'm i'm quite shocked when 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 people come in that they've been successful in interview i might finally meet them because i like to meet everyone that works here um and i'll say to them you know what were your performance numbers like at where you were before and you know, how much revenue did you generate for your company and things like that and and they they genuinely don't know um, i mean we you know i find that quite surprising in this day and age like we we really make our therapists feel like they're almost in their own business and they they we're very transparent with them and we make them see how they're performing how well they're doing uh, we make them look at their targets look at their 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 sales figures so they understand that you know i'm doing really well so, um for the company therefore are they doing well personally are they being um well rewarded on a personal level now if the answer was that they're doing really well for the company but their personal rewards weren't up there there's something wrong we don't have that problem when people do when well here when they do when they achieve well they personally do very well also and i think that's how it needs to be that way there's no bad feeling towards anything well people like to know their worth but they also need to know what impact they're making in the company that they're with yes absolutely and and they do and we 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 genuinely like on a daily basis every clinic has its own manager and they they we we start every day with a morning brief and you know we we look at how everyone's performing and we celebrate those that need to be celebrated and those that might need a bit more push or, or motivation we do that for them also um you know and um so hopefully we are covering all all grounds there yeah i like the thing you were saying about the the feedback and and things like that we kind of have 
Well, in Forest, essentially, we have a, a thing that we call 360 feedback. So essentially every year we kind of have everyone on the team who works with you closely uh, review how you've been doing, what what have you accomplished, what uh, you can improve on. But also, you know, it's not just in terms of performance uh, targets. It can also be even attitude and things like that. Do you have anything kind of similar or do you don't really go into that much? I mean, we, we obviously numbers is a huge thing yeah. for us because that does tell a story. Um, but we are looking at overall morale um, and overall just just the person, you know, making sure. I always say you should be happy where you work. If you're not happy, you shouldn't be there. Um, so I think that, you know, our staff know that about us and we want everyone genuinely to be happy here. So we're looking at it as an overall package. But numbers at the end of the day, they don't lie. We are here to be successful. So we do we do give that a lot of emphasis, but we want to make sure that every part of their life is going well. And whether it's their personal problems or whatever it is that everyone has, you know, we're all human. We try to take part in everything. And, and, and at the end, you know, support them as much as we can. You know, in my last management meeting, I, I told my, my team of managers that, look, I want you guys to write out three personal targets unrelated to work that you want to achieve in the next year to two years. And we'll sit down, have a one-to-one. I want to know what, what those are because I'm going to help you get there. You know, there's nothing that you want I haven't, that I haven't done or probably wanted. Um, and, you know, in my time, in my career, I've, I've managed to do so many amazing things. And I'm gonna, I want to help you get there, whether that's your first apartment, first X, Y, Z, or whatever it may be. I want to show you how you can do it. So that, that's an example of, of stuff that we do. At the, it's always some part of your, your kind of career where you're going, is there something else I can do? Can I move on? But for you, you're so motivated to keep your staff with you. How would you go about that now if someone came up to you and said, I'm actually thinking of moving on. I'm looking at getting a new job or anything like that. I mean, that happens. And often, you know, it might be someone that is just of great value to your business. And she's like, or he's like, you know, this is, you know, I feel like it's time for me to move on. And we really take the time to understand it. And you know what, at, at the end of the day, that you, you could get to a point where you think, you know what, he or she is right. You know, maybe this is the time for them to move on. That does happen and, and has happened actually in the last year or two where people, key members of staff that have been here for a very long time. One of them, you know, an example that's coming to mind was had been with us for eight years but she genuinely felt that her time was, you know, she wanted to try something different. She'd done everything she could here. And actually, I kind of agreed with it. And I thought, you know what? And, and we, we supported that decision. On the flip side, on the flip side is that where you feel that, you know what, maybe they're, maybe they're just, they're not thinking straight or, you know, they think the grass is greener or, or, or X, Y, Z. We, we try to reassure them, you know, and we try to evaluate their near term goals or whatever they may be, what are their reasons for leaving? And we try to really home in and work on those. Uh, at the end of the day, you can't force people to work for you if they want to want to give notice, they, they can. But we do our best. We don't just accept a resignation and do nothing about it. We try to understand it because obviously we don't really want that happening uh, too often. No, of um, course, yeah. But I mean, yeah. if it does happen, do you have some sort of plan in place, especially for like for key members of teams? You know, obviously it will have an effect on the other people uh, in that same team. So do you have some sort of plan to kind of smoothen out the transition or anything like that? Um, there isn't an official plan um, because everyone is different. And also I, I think for us to have a plan like that, it would feel that would feel almost made up in a way it just it's just yeah. not how, how we operate um and it wouldn't be genuine you, you see what i'm saying so we we would yeah. 
we would just look at who that person is and, and how long they've been with us, what their valuation is, and, and is there a solution here? And sometimes there isn't, and, you know, we accept that. And sometimes, hopefully, more than not, um, you know, there is a solution. And, you know, we want people to be here and, and, and be successful. So, uh, you know, hopefully everyone that works here is, is, is happy now. And, and, and that's something that we work on. But, yeah, there is no official, official plan, though. So Sad, um, do you actually provide anything kind of like cultural aspect with your staff? Like, like I suppose team building events or anything like that? Um, honestly, we, we're very, very busy here. Um, and uh, we, we have so much intention at the start of the year. And this is where we need to improve as a company. And, you know, I'm talking about companies that need to learn how to retain their staff. And, and we also need to make improvements. And being completely honest, not I think we should probably be doing more. Um, I think it's really important, but also then, you know, the teams work so hard all year long. Um, we can't, you know, businesses these days can't afford to be closing in, in their in their working days and then uh, arranging team days out. When people have a day off, they kind of want to get away from work. So sometimes they don't necessarily want to have those days out. So it's really hard to find that balance. But we do have a lot of intention to do that, but it just doesn't seem to stick for some reason. So um, I think time is a factor, you know, um, because we are so busy, because I mean, I'm very grateful that my, my, my staff, you know, across the board works so hard all the time that when they do have their days off, we try to sort of leave them alone. But <laughs> it would be nice. It, it would be nice. It would be nice to, to, do, to do more. But we do other, other morale building exercises that vary from time to time. That's brilliant. Yeah. And well, I mean, right. So for, I mean, from my side of things, I think I kind of got the grasp, I think of what you're saying there. And, and if, correct me if I'm wrong, but everything kind of has to do with being transparent and keeping your staff engaged, not only with the business, but also with their own targets and what they can achieve and bring to the company and then in their personal lives as well. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've hit the nail on the head there. It's exactly that. I, I, it's, it's just, I just be clear to people, you know, we have a simple, a simple thing here, you know, come on board, get great training, great support. You know, if you want to work in this industry, you know, there aren't many places that are better that, that look to progress you as much, uh, you know, have a really honest relationship from employer to employee. Mm-hmm. And, and that really is it. There is no, there is no magic trick, but, you know, giving it people, I think giving them enough attention on a regular basis. So, not just like leaving it to the annual review, for example, like a lot of places do. Like, you know, that's not, we don't, we don't rely on that. Um, we're on constantly t- communicating with our, with our team. You know, um, our managers, you know, every week, in fact, have a, have a 10 minute sit down, how they're doing. Every morning they have a morning brief. So I, th- I don't think we can afford to, to just sort of wait a year or wait six months to sit down and understand how people are doing. You know, things happen so fast now. So, so basically kind of what you're saying it doesn't sound anything too intricate. Like at the end of the day, for for a business to grow, the staff has to be happy. If you keep turning your staff over and over again, you have to keep hiring. Hiring process could take, it could take up to three to six months, depending on what sort of role you're looking for. Now, I think the average is only about six weeks, but that takes up management's time. And if managers are constantly just shuffling through CVs, uh, interviewing, that takes them away from looking for targets, looking for new ways to take the business, new direction. It takes up your time as well, constantly replacing staff. Yeah, it's, and it's expensive. Um, when we train and educate people, it, it costs us quite a lot of money. So um, absolutely. And, and we are really fussy with recruitment. So it, for us, it takes a long time. So there is definitely that drawback to having to replace 
staff um and that's why we have a policy where we're just never we we always we always have recruitment adverts out even if we don't have a job advert you know i would always say that you know if you're a clinic owner a salon owner a spa owner um always always meet people even if you don't have a position because likelihood is that you will eventually have a position also i think it's really important to build relationships with people that may not work for you today but might work for you for tomorrow so we yeah. constantly are, are meeting people, engaging, networking and understanding who is the talent, who is the talent out there today. I really like that because that has come up before where don't just hire when you need staff, because when you need staff, you're busy and then you're too busy to hire staff. So you either take an, end up taking someone on quick who you're later going to regret. So that whole thing of always advertise or always keep building a network of people who could potentially work for you. That's a really good bit of advice there. Yeah, uh, literally, and what you just said about hiring staff in desperate times, like that's one of the worst things you can do. Like that, that, that happens so much. Um, so, so sometimes, and I know it happens, sometimes people, they come here and they have a job interview and, you know, and, and they're successful and they'll, they'll literally ask us, like, do I start today? And we're like, no, no, we, we don't work like that. But <laughs> it, ha- it, it happens so much now. You know, you, you're a salon owner can be, you know, so desperate, unfortunately, because you've got client, you've got, a cl- you've got a column that's full and you haven't got staff to fill it. To, to work on it and they'll literally say you, you know you can start today you know you know and, and that is the worst position you can be in um as, as an owner of, of your business you don't you don't want a desperate hire no that's something we definitely avoid well listen sad that's been absolutely brilliant some really good advice in there um just on an end note do you have any kind of top tips for it just to kind of recap this whole episode what would be your top tips for any salon owner uh, owner out there who is currently struggling with staff retention and potentially even like small business owners because obviously like you have branches so you're very well established but even like potentially smaller business owners that wouldn't necessarily have the same resources as you have um invest in your staff is the key Uh, and when i say invest i'm not just talking about money because obviously as you said different companies have different budgets um, invest in them, give them time, invest in them, you know, with your own time. Uh, listen, I think listen as well. Listen to what they need. What, what, what do they want? What, why, ha- why are they working for you? you no, know, is it, if they, if you're literally just hiring someone who, who's seen an advert, hasn't even looked at who your company is, but just wants to get paid. That's not the sort of person, you know, that, that, that you want to have on. So I think you really need to understand who you're sitting down with, who you're talking to, what their goals are. And they need to marry yours as a, as a business owner or as a, as a clinic salon manager. That, you know, you have to have synergy there. If you don't, long term, it's not going to work. There's, there's no, I, I, I often say that I would rather, ha- you know, I, I'd rather not do a client than give a client to the wrong therapist. Um, because ultimately all you're going to do, every client that's being seen by the wrong therapist is a risk to your brand, is a risk to your reputation. And once you kill that, there's no coming back. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah well, thank you so much for being on the show with us, Sad. I think, you know, this episode is going to be a great help for many salon owners out there and spa owners out there. So thank you very much. No, no. Thanks for having me. And I hope to speak to you guys again uh, really soon. Thanks very much, Sad. All right, great. Thank you so much, guys. And now for the second half of the show, we have the Forest Academy webinars by Zoe. 
Yes, so coming up, we have two new webinars. So one is the HR recruitment and training with Valerie Del Fordris. I mean, it kind of ties into this whole episode when you think about it. So that's on February 5th from 2 to 3 p.m. UK Ireland time or 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. US Eastern time. And then we have the Salon GDPR Introduction Masterclass that will be given by Connor Keppel, the head of marketing here at Forest Salon Software. And that's on February 12th from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. UK Ireland time. And I'm not actually giving out any US time because American business are not actually affected by this data protection law. So yeah, as always, if you go to the event section of our Facebook page and then click into each of those events that you want to attend, scroll down a little bit in the event page and you'll see find tickets. Now, as always, these events are free. You just click the link, register online, give your email address and you'll receive your webinar links from there. Great. So that's it for us this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any feedback or any comments, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or on Stitcher or on Podbean. Don't forget to subscribe. Have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best.